0: Welcome to the Your Own Food Coach podcast. My name is Pamela Kelly. I am a registered dietitian and nutritionist in practice for over 25 years. We have created this podcast to have a conversation to explore the world of food, nutrition, health, and body image together. You have come to the right place. Episode 11, Dysfunctional and Disordered Eating, The Loss of Body Trust and the Self. The themes of mindful and intuitive eating are weaved into all of my episodes because this is the passion of my work and it's the solid belief shared by many nutritionists and dietitians, as well as spiritual leaders and therapists. At the core of any mindfulness practice is listening to the body. To the breath, to the moment of what is around us, and to what we are feeling on the inside in our relationship with the outside world. With disordered and obviously with full-blown eating disorders, the loss of that beautiful dance of mindful eating and body connection and trust is certainly diminished, if not completely lost altogether. Eating disorders are close to my heart for many reasons. I searched out certification in this field almost a decade ago and became a supervisor to other professionals in the field to help learn how to navigate this most complicated field of dietetics. I have dedicated literally thousands of hours to client care and continued training, and I can humbly say I'm still learning. And I absolutely do not have all the answers. I too have many questions about how eating disorders occur and how to support recovery. And let me say right here that this particular episode might feel triggering to some. So you might not want to listen. Or if you do listen, I completely encourage you to have someone either with you or talk with a therapist after reviewing this podcast. There's many opportunities for me to continue my education on eating disorders, and I assure you, I pursue them diligently. There are three I want you to know about. One is the International Association of Eating Disorder Professionals. Two is the Academy of Eating Disorders. And three is the National Association of Eating Disorders. I maintain memberships in these important organizations, and I support their work, and they support me. As long as I practice in this field, I will continue my own personal search to be a better nutritionist as an offering to those that are on this journey. It's important you know that. If you heard my first podcast, you'll remember that after having been raised in Iowa, where life was simple, that period of time for me was building my appreciation for food and nutrition. But a few things happened along the way in my own life, which started the all too common self-conscious relationship with my own body. Looking back on it, I have to say I'd look fantastic, but I sure didn't know it then. And if you would have told me that I looked great, I most certainly would have thought you were not telling the truth. And this is the hallmark of body image distortion. Seeing yourself, your true self in a harsh in a negative way, with no clear way out of such thinking. Looking at old photographs, I usually had my hand on my stomach. And sadly, I have to admit to a negative commentary every time I saw myself in a photo during that period of my life. Why? Why do we criticize ourselves in this way? It's all too common in the stories I hear from clients who come in my office or who share with me in virtual sessions. And although my commentary was extremely tough, it was not near as brutal as what I've heard others say about themselves. It's heartbreaking. And for many, it is the beginning of a self-loathing and a self-hatred that takes them into a real dark path of an eating disorder. Eventually, such a negative and harsh assessment of the self will lead to seeing oneself as an object, as a thing, of something that is easy to despise. And if you see yourself as an object, with a degree of separation, it's easy to judge it, easy to try to change it, or even worse, try to hurt it. And of course, being in tune with the self with that mindful awareness cannot happen. Each of us is a beautiful subject to be explored, nurtured, and loved with compassion. And to me, the journey of self-compassion is part of the key to recovery from a dysfunctional eating and indeed full-blown destructive and life-threatening eating disorders. I'm going to speak more about body image in just a minute. Eating disorders in general are heartbreaking, soul-sucking, emotional nightmares. Whew! Now, imagine many of you are going to stop listening right now. What a sad and depressing commentary I just said. But it's important to understand at the core, the diagnosis of an eating disorder is a mental illness that causes emotional, physical distress and can be life-threatening. What triggers it and what continues it may or may not be what caused it in the first place. And it's under much debate and research today. Stay with me, and I'll do my best to explain it a bit more. Eating disorders are on a continuum. No one wakes up one day with anorexia or bulimia, and I assure you no one would ever truly wish to have one. Although, unfortunately, some insensitive folks may have made that uninformed comment or two about wishing they had control of the person with an eating disorder. Keep in mind, as I explain these warning signs of an eating disorder, what do you see or hear in life today about dieting, social media pressure, and the stress in our community? Think about the labels put on food as good or bad, or about judgments about being in a larger-sized body, or about the fear many young people have today about being overweight, Think about anxiety, about depression, and other mental health issues that are so common today. Below are some of these warning signs and thinking about what I just said. See how this ties together. A family history of an eating disorder is a warning sign of a future eating disorder. Constant thoughts of food. Counting calories and obsessions about burning calories. Think about all the fitness apps out there today. Complaining about certain body parts with absolute disdain is a warning sign. Severe anxiety or OCD, compulsive obsessive disorder. Weighing yourself several times a day. Think about it. Scales are everywhere in the gym, in drugstores, in hallways. A warning sign is using laxative, diet pills, enemas, or diuretics. Hiding foods using food rituals is a warning sign of a possible eating disorder. Frequent trips to the bathroom with water running, especially during or immediately after meals. Lying, stealing, compulsive shopping, shoplifting, and self-harm are warning signs of a possible eating disorder. Considerable weight loss in a short period of time with no reasonable explanation that you would see, such as in an illness, swollen glands, dental problems, hair loss, loss of the menstrual cycle. And you know what? This isn't the full list. And it doesn't mean that if you have one of these things, you are indeed in the middle of an eating disorder. It's just their warning signs that it's possible that an eating disorder may be in place or may be ready to occur. It's reasonable, isn't it, that in a dieting culture, it would be easy to get caught up in dieting behaviors that could lead some, not all, down a path that they simply cannot stop. And although eating disorders are no one's fault, and that is a truth, it is no one's fault, it is a truth that children raised in a home with constantly dieting parents where food or body size are judged harshly would be at more risk of an eating disorder, or at least in a desperate relationship with food and the body totally void of self-trust and self-love. My clients tell me that often life feels out of control, and one of the few things under their control is the ability to change their body or what they're willing to eat or not eat. It makes sense. To control one's body feels like a way to control life. And it's easy to get trapped in this. I know it all too well. After all, if your obsession is about weight and size and eating or not eating, and it takes up all your thought, well, then other thoughts that might be painful upsetting will just be background noise. In other words, the eating disorder can become a coping skill used in life, and it's very understandable. There are many serious complications and I just listed some of an eating disorder and I'm not going to address all of these in this podcast to say today, but let me just say that the body does not like to be undernourished and the body reacts quickly and the brain reacts even quicker. So many of my clients have been to doctors trying to find out why their GI tract is so messed up, why they're not having their cycle, why they can't get pregnant or why they have such a depressed immune system, when in fact it is an eating disorder and the need of life-giving nourishment that's the problem. Some say, and I agree, it's all about the food. And the truth is, it has nothing to do with food. So what can we do to help? It is necessary, absolutely necessary, that medical doctors, clinicians, therapists, Family and ministries examine their own relationship and beliefs about body image, about weight, and consider how others might interpret from the messages that they receive. The medical community needs to assess nutrition intake and ask questions about how often a person might weigh themselves or what dieting apps they have or what dieting behaviors they might be doing and never encourage weight loss. Parents need to encourage balance and moderation in food without labeling foods or as good foods or bad foods. When children and teens start to explore dieting, and they will, it's natural. That's a normal thing to want to diet. It's part of growing up. Parents and caregivers need to explain the dangers of dieting and food restriction, and of course, teach children and perhaps work on learning themselves about the body's natural source of understanding hunger and fullness. And if you haven't listened to it, you might want to visit some of those past podcasts on hunger and fullness. Now back to the body image piece. Compliment people, and especially children, about their gifts that they give to life. Courage and kindness, patience and humor, boldness and creativity, Bring up the subject of the self to the forefront. Complimenting someone about their size only emphasizes the subject of the self as an object and a thing. Complimenting anyone's size, yours or anyone else's, causes more harm than you could possibly know. When it does seem harmless, how many times have you come up to someone and said, You look great, have you lost weight? It seems harmless. And this does not mean that you can't like fashion or dress up or wear makeup or want to look your best, but you have to admit with our lives today steeped in an environment of perception on visual cues, selfies, and Instagram where photos are enhanced or completely changed, comparisons are unavoidable. And as someone very wise once said, comparison is the thief of joy. Negative body image and perception is not reserved for those just in a large body. Large people do have a negative imprint from society, either from habit or what you were taught. It might seem acceptable to judge them. Severe and serious damage can be done to one's mental well-being when this ne- this negative commentary exists. And large-bodied people can have eating disorders just as much as smaller-bodied people. And interestingly, you need to make note that those that are in a smaller body or who are absolutely beautiful by society's standards suffer just as much as larger-bodied folks. I have many clients who've sat in my office with tears down their face, petrified about being fat when they are absolutely not, and fearful of being unloved if they gain any weight. These beautiful souls tell me that they are terrified of being judged so much They would rather starve and risk their own very life than risk being larger. Body image, by definition, is what you perceive others might see when they look at you. It's kind of a type of mind reading, actually. My clients explore the idea that they can't possibly know what others might think about them. And it's most likely a story they have attached to based on their own insecurity, and it is not based in fact. A good, solid dose of self-compassion can help. Learning that we are all child of God and precious takes time, prayer, and support from family members and from the community. I cannot emphasize enough how important it is to have a good therapist in a treatment team that specializes in food, body image issues to support and explore what is behind the negative self-belief. Full recovery from any dysfunctional disorder or eating disorder is absolutely possible. If you or someone you know is suffering from severe dysfunctional eating, there's many resources that I mentioned earlier, but absolutely check out the National Association for Eating Disorders called NIDA. They're a good resource for you to explore. Thank you so much for joining me today with the Your Own Food Coach podcast. We're all in search of answers, but maybe it's the questions we need to consider, or maybe we're just not asking the right questions. If this podcast brought up difficult questions for you, I encourage you to talk to family and friends, a seasoned therapist that specializes in eating disorders, or talk to me. This episode could be a trigger for those who may be suffering. You are not alone. There's always help. Always. I offer nutrition coaching sessions online and have worked with people all over the world. Please share this podcast with others and subscribe, and we welcome your comments. I'll close with a special thank you to Brian Strickland, my producer, and Malia Smith, my brand manager. Without them, this podcast would not be possible. Thank you. The information presented on this podcast is for the enjoyment of all listeners. It is not intended as either medical or medical nutrition advice or counseling, nor is it specific to any particular individual. It is not intended to replace counseling, medical nutrition therapy, or treatment. Contact a healthcare professional if you are experiencing problems that seem health-related. Please contact 911 if you are having an emergency.